Hello, everyone, and welcome to Making the Grade for the week ending Friday, February 15th, 2019. This is going to be a nice quick one this week since there are no special events that need to be covered. Let's jump right in with Monday Night Raw. Since it's 1999, we open Raw with the McMahon-Helmsley regime. Hunter promotes the WWE title elimination chamber match because he forgot what show he's on. Steph tells us that Rhonda is taking on Ruby at Elimination Chamber. Hunter then teases us with Becky and then reminds us that she's suspended with a nice video package. Because fuck us, right? Continuing to prove that they just don't fucking get it, Stephanie busts out the old best for business line. She says that Becky saw her doctor over the weekend and Becky interrupts her before she can announce their findings. And then they announce that Becky is cleared to compete at WrestleMania as long as she apologizes to them for what she did last week. Fuck that i understand that the way things were going before would have resulted in becky just ethering ronda every week on the mic but your solution for that is to bring back the goddamn authority this is completely unnecessary and just shrieks of ego to me match number one boss hugs versus blandy savage versus the riot squad the losers of this match will be the first to enter the chamber in the women's tag title match at elimination chamber so expect boss hugs to lose since they're the only faces in the match the only other face team in the chamber actually is the cheerleaders who made that decision I also don't understand the stipulation in this match. The winners get nothing. No advantage in the chamber for the team that wins the match. So if your team isn't one of the two that start the match, why not just fucking peace out and let the other two fight? You won't get punished for losing the match, and you won't miss out on any reward for not winning. It makes no sense why any of them would want to participate in this. After a commercial break, Sasha is accompanied to the back by medical staff. Bailey tags out and smartly heads out of the ring. And then a few minutes later, stupidly tags herself back in. Stay outside. You can't lose out there. She then gets pinned by Naya. Grade B. It wasn't bad, but the logic flaws knock points off. We get a hello, I am Elias, and then we cut to Becky and Finn talking backstage. Becky compliments Finn's abs, I must agree. And then we're introduced to Elias again, and... Then a Seth Rollins video. What the fuck is going on? Elias is introduced for a third time, and then the Lucha House Party appear. This this was dumb. Negative points. And then we go to commercial. What the fuck was that? When we come back, Elias is pissed, rightfully so. Kalisto says they want to walk with Elias. He sings a song about Grand Rapids and how much it sucks. The House Party are not impressed. Lince is apparently a good dancer, Metalik a good singer, and Kalisto plays the guitar. Elias asks Kalisto to duet with him and then smashes a guitar over his back and runs away. This was dumb, but at least it wasn't Road Dogger Jeff Jarrett. Enter Bobby Lashley. Mandy and Sonya then vow to win the women's tag titles because it means so much to them. Mandy lists off their accomplishments, including, and I quote, being in the first ever battle royal at WrestleMania. Match number two, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. I've been watching this show for three hours. How are we only at match two? This Sunday, a handicap match for the Intercontinental title as Balor takes on Lashley and Leo Rush. Oh, for fuck's sake. Match two, Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. Why did you send Bobby out there so early? You fucked me all up. Shockingly, Bobby causes the disqualification. Grade C. This was nothing. Kurt waddles his way to the ring to make the save, suplexing Lashley and McIntyre and putting the ankle lock on Leo until Corbin appears and attacks him from behind, then Strowman has to save Kurt. Surprise and holla holla, match number three, Braun, Angle, and Balor versus Corbin, Lashley, and McIntyre. 
Another short match with a screwy finish as Lashley pins Balor with Balor's foot on the rope grade. C. More meh. Chad Patton runs out to correct John Cone, and Cone restarts the match. Balor then pins Lashley following a power slam from Strowman, and the faces win. Grade? It's still a fucking C. We then get a selfie from Kevin Owens at a bowling alley. I want to go bowling. Match number four, Nikki Cross versus Ruby Riot. We miss a fair chunk of match because we need the entire screen to see Ronda call Becky a pussy backstage. Negative points. Riot wins with a riot kick that just barely grazes Nikki's face. Grade B. What we saw of the match was quite good. Backstage, Paul Heyman yells at a 12-year-old in a suit and headset. Seth Rollins then comes out to talk about himself and how great he is. Then he talks about how much it hurt to get F5'd six times, and then Paul Heyman appears. Seth promises to beat Lesnar at Mania or die trying. Then the air raid begins. Dean tells Seth to slay the beast and leaves. So, so that happened. The Iconics then come on the wrong show to tell us why they need to win the women's tag titles. Match number five, Dean Ambrose versus EC3. I won't complain again about getting this match again this week. Ambrose sneaks out a victory after a decent match. Grade B, the crafty veteran, steals a victory from the wily newcomer. I'll take it. Backstage, Alexa tells Becky not to apologize. Becky calls her on her shit. Match number six, the Raw Tag Titles, Glorable versus The Revival. The match comes to a quick finish when Dash and, Dash and Dawson hit a double-team maneuver on the gable and are complete and are immediately disqualified. That joke would have worked better if I had said it correctly. Okay, not really, but after last week's main event, it, I thought that was the rule now. Finally, the Revival become the Raw Tag Team Champions grade A. Finally. The true test, however, will be what happens between now and WrestleMania, or even what happens next week on Raw. Charlie meets the Revival in Gorilla. They are very excited to be Tag Team Champions, of course. Now it's time for Becky to apologize, or possibly not apologize. Enter the authority. Becky gives a nice little speech, but hesitates before the actual apology part. But eventually she does spit it out and demands her title match at Mania. Hunter gives it to her, and that's it. We're done. Good night, folks. Becky gives us a nice little speech to go home on until she gets interrupted by Rhonda. They couldn't, they couldn't just let us go, could they? Then Vince appears. Oh, shit. He says Becky thinks she's bigger than WWE and he doesn't accept her apologies, so he suspends Becky for 60 days, which, conveniently enough, ends five days after WrestleMania. He then introduces her replacement, Charlotte Flair. What the actual fuck? Overall grade for Raw is a C-. Becky's in, but she's out, but she's in again. Nope, she's definitely out. But Charlotte's in, which nobody fucking wants. If it weren't for the revival, there would have been absolutely nothing redeeming about this episode of Raw. What you got for me, Blue? We open with a Pedro Morales graphic. Rest in peace, champ. We start the show with a shot of the Titantron showing Vince McMahon's promo from last night's Raw. When Vince introduces Charlotte, though, we actually get Charlotte. I'm fairly certain that no one fucking wants this. While Charlotte comes out, we are notified that Mustafa Ali is out of the chamber and will be replaced by a member of the New Day. Tonight, there will be a gauntlet match with a stipulation that actually makes sense for a chamber match. The winner enters last. Charlotte tells us basically the same thing Hunter said to Becky last week, that she got herself suspended so she wouldn't have to face Ronda. She is so much better as a heel. Uh, time to find out which SmackDown team will enter the chamber first, along with Bailey and Sasha. Not Sasha. No, wait, Sasha again. Match number one, two old cheerleaders versus Butch and Pole Dance versus the Iconics. Uh, before anything starts, we get the video about why the Iconics want to win again, and then Sonya and Mandy's video again. It turns out Mandy also said that she and Sonya were in the first ever Elimination Chamber match. Still wrong. Then Carmella and Naomi. I get that this is a big deal, but 
these videos feel like overkill to me. Corey then makes my point for me from last night. Why would you want to be involved in this match? If you don't get tagged in, you can't lose. Naomi pins Mandy with a split-legged moonsault. Grade B. Decent match. Decent length. The Iconics attack the cheerleaders after the match. We then hear from the Raw teams, including an incredibly awkward video from Tamina and Nia, where Nia talks, Tamina tries to interject, and Nia just continues talking. Enter the Miz and Mac connection. It is time for, I swear to God, McMiz TV. Their guests are the Usos, and now I have a slightly better understanding of why Naomi and Jay got busted for drunk driving. Uh, they tell us that Mustafa Ali's been pulled from the chamber because of a collection of injuries over the past few weeks. Uh, this is the commentators, by the way, not Miz or Mac. Uh, all from, from all the various brawls everyone's been in and not because Randy Orton need him square in the fucking face. Ali then gives us a selfie promo from somewhere snowy. They c- Back to Ms. Mac, McMaz, Ms. Mez. They compare the strength of their team bond with a quick round of the newlywed game. Sadly, they don't get to the question about favorite cocktail. Miz brings up Mandy Rose, and things get heated, and it ends with a double super kick to the champs. I mean, this wasn't great, but I got the job done, I suppose. Backstage, the New Day are walking. Kofi has a platter of pancakes. Big E stops and grabs what is either a giant sausage or a giant package of ground beef from a dude in a tuxedo t-shirt, and then Tom sends us to the Black History Month video. Seriously. That was your lead-in for Black History Month. Uh-oh. They have changed to Daniel's Tron videos, but goddamn, he really, really needs a new theme song. Match number two, gauntlet match to determine the last entrant in the WWE title elimination chamber match on Sunday. Daniel Bryan inter- appears to be entrant number one. Entrant number two is Kofi Kingston. Big E is kind enough to interrupt Daniel Bryan's monologue about the planet. He also enters holding his tube stake. Scary spot towards the end of the first fall as Daniel hits Kofi with a back suplex off the top. I'm not sure if Kofi was supposed to counter it into a crossbody or, or what have you, but he kind of turned and came right down on Brian's head. Big E goes after Rowan, then Xavier joins in, so the referee throws them out. Ryan then chuck Ro- Ryan Rowan then chucks Kofi into the timekeeper's area, so he gets thrown out as well. Daniel charges into a trouble in paradise right after that, and Daniel is eliminated. Number three is Jeff Hardy. They fight on the outside, and I laugh as I notice that Francesca and the tube of meat are still just sitting on the ring steps. SOS pins Hardy after a surprisingly brief affair, and number four is Samoa Joe. Another longer match from Kofi here, which he ends up winning by pinning Joe while in the Coquina Clutch, so Joe just beats the shit out of him. Number five is AJ Styles, who beats the shit out of Joe. Styles tells Kofi that it's okay to just leave. It's okay to, to just leave now. Kofi tells him to go fuck himself, and they fight. Some brutal spots in this match, including a single-knee backbreaker by AJ and Kofi running knees first into the, ring, into the ring post from the apron. Kofi finally taps to the calf crusher, and Big E and Xavier run out to help him to the back. Kofi is the real MVP. He gets a very deserved standing ovation from the crowd on his way out. Orton is the last one in. He RKO's AJ out of nowhere and pins him for three. I swear to God, that's all that happened. That was the finish. We go off the air literally in the middle of his announcement as winner. They cut that awful close, didn't they? Grade A. The finish was weak as fuck, but goddamn, Kofi. God damn. Overall grade for SmackDown, A-. minus. I mean, it's a bit skewed because there were only two matches, but goddamn, do they do good gauntlet matches as of late. Overall grade for the week, B-. minus. That amazing gauntlet, ma- gauntlet match really made up for a weak-ass raw, didn't it? Next week, we'll include Elimination Chamber and the follow-up, plus the next episode of Nitromania. The Halloween Havoc 96 episode is written, and I'm just waiting for my co-host to be ready to go. 
Uh, enjoy the chamber, everyone. I know I'm looking forward to see who the first ever WWE Women's Tag Team Champions will be, and I will be back next weekend with another episode of Making the Grade. Blurch.